Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's Flaw Shorts. I'm your host, Chris Murphy. Today I wanted to talk about upcoming midterm elections on Tuesday, which are primarily for senators, Congress, and other state positions, including governors. While some of this discussion pertains to the United States and to Texas, it is a general concept for everybody, everywhere, when they go to vote. Now I've mentioned many times that I'm a Canadian, And while I live here, pay taxes here, employ people here, I unfortunately don't get to vote here. But the political situation does obviously affect me, so I want to interject my opinion at a minimum. I think by now you formulated what I support, and mainly it's the Constitution, free speech, and generally just conservative values. But that's not the point I'm making today. The point I'm making is summed up fairly well by Dr. Phil on Joe Rogan's podcast, which I'll play a little clip from in a moment. But here's the deal. Everyone on social media is saying, vote. And of course, what they really mean is vote for this person or vote for that person. And of course, vote for our party. And in a democracy, everyone can vote for who they want. That is the beauty of it. So I would say vote too. And hopefully, you'll vote for the candidate that I support, but ultimately, that decision is yours. But I do hope, at a minimum, you make an informed vote rather than just a vote for one team or the other. Anyways, here is Dr. Phil, and I'll chime in afterwards. Now, both parties are saying, hey, get out and vote. All we care is that you get out and vote. Now, that's not right. That's not what they really mean. What they really mean is we want you to get out and vote without thinking about what's been going on. What I say to people is I don't want you to just get out and vote. I want you to do some homework and get out and vote. Ask yourself, and and people should vote. I hate that people go in and vote like for the top of the ticket. Like we're in midterms, so there's like senators and governors. That's where all the money's been spent. So they get in and check senator or governor, and they check one of those boxes, and then they just kind of go down the ticket. That's not what you should do. Your quality of your life is impacted a lot by your local races. Like dog catcher. I don't even know if we have dog catcher anymore. They call it animal control. If, If you've got people in your neighborhood getting mauled by pit bulls or something, Where's the dog catcher? Why are these pit bulls? If you've got somebody local that's not doing their job, you should find that out and vote their dead ass out of office. If you've got a judge who's not putting violent criminals behind bars, vote their ass off the bench. If you've got a water commissioner that's not cleaning the water, if you've got county commissioners that aren't doing their job, Find out and vote them in or out based on they work for you. If you had an employee, you would do a performance review before you decided to give them a raise or not. That's what people should do. These parties are saying, all we care is that you vote. Yeah, that's right. They just don't want you to check before you vote. You need to check and see if they've done what they said they would do and if they're doing what you value. So in my opinion, Dr. Phil makes a great point. Understand what your values are, understand which candidate supports and represents them best, 
and if the incumbent doesn't support them or isn't doing the job you want of them, then kick them out of office and vote for somebody in that position that you expect will do the job. Now let's get to the informed part. Let's take a few examples that seem to be hot topics, at least in the media, although they're not at the top of everybody's mind. You hear a lot about democracy being on the ballot. Look, I'm all for democracy, but I do challenge you to find any real coherent argument that says if Republicans gain control of Congress, that democracy is gone. If you do, and that's an important issue for you, consider it in your vote. Hell, if you find something like that, please send it to me, because I'm also concerned about democracy as well. But as of now, the only credible information I can find is the opposite of what you hear in the media. In fact, several people have been arrested and currently sitting in jail just for advocating for election integrity. They just happen to be on the opposite side of the administration. Now let's take immigration and abortion, for example. On these two positions, let me say first, everyone has their opinion on this, and you have to settle that with your own thoughts and moral compass. I just want to point out a couple of things specifically. I'm a little biased towards Texas news because I live here, and I've heard people saying vote out Greg Abbott for immigration stunts with migrant busing and also for abortion laws. On immigration, I'd like you to consider that if illegal immigration is a problem for you in Texas, your beef is not with Greg Abbott. Immigration is a federal issue, and the laws associated with it are federally controlled by Congress, Joe Biden, and Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security head. Texas border is also a federal border with Mexico, so it's a federal issue. So take that issue up with them. On abortion, the Supreme Court of the United States overturned Roe v. Wade decision and said that abortion was not a matter constitutionally given to the federal government and therefore must revert back to the state legislatures. Once again, if abortion is an important issue for you, then state lawmakers are responsible for establishing laws and your issue rests with them, not the governor. I'd also encourage you to look at abortion laws around the world and understand that what exists here in the United States is not much different than elsewhere. Nonetheless, if you don't like the laws in Texas or other states, vote for different legislators in your state. But don't just vote for or against a governor for those laws, because it isn't their jurisdiction. The Constitution has specifically separated those powers of government. Now, those are just a couple of media issues, but they actually fall further down the list of top issues affecting Americans. For me personally, and this is my personal opinion here, the biggest issue is the federal debt, deficit spending, inflation, and in my opinion, the eventual bankruptcy of the country. If the country isn't financially sound, it will lose all ability to function and implement programs that help everyday life, so it's the number one issue for me. Although you'll hear the reason for this is Putin, COVID, supply chain, etc., that's all crap. And it boils down to poor management of finances that have spanned decades. You, I, and every citizen needs to pay our bills, our house payment, electrical bill, car payments, groceries, etc. We don't have the luxury of incurring debt beyond what is serviceable. We don't get the luxury of deficit spending 
only to be propped up by taking more tax money from the people? So why should the government? Any debt they incur must be serviceable, and at this point it isn't. Don't believe me? Well, you can take a look for yourself on usdebtclock.org, and I'll provide a link in the show notes. But you can see the disastrous path we're on and the amount of deficit spending that's happening. So although everybody wants to pat themselves on the back for the CARES Act, the Build Back Better Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Student Relief Program, it has to stop. Cuts need to be made, as difficult as that might be, but they need to be made. But as always, don't take it from me or other conservative voices who have been screaming this from the rooftops. Take it from this MSNBC economics analyst, Steve Ratner. How much worse would inflation have been, though, if Build Back Better had passed in the huge form that the Biden administration originally tried to get it through? Yeah, uh, you have to say that Congress saved the president from himself. Joe Manchin. Yes, saved Joe the Manchin saved, saved the president from himself. If that bill had passed, it would have just added to all of this. It would have added to the deficits and the debt. It would have created an even bigger problem that we would have had to unwind. So in a way, we got lucky that it all got dialed back to a sensible place. So what Steve Ratner says is Congress and Joe Manchin saved Biden from himself. And what they meant by that is that they saved him from inflation being worse than it currently is with the continuation of reckless spending. I know it all feels great to provide money for this cause or that cause, but if you can't afford it, you can't spend it. You don't get to do it. I don't get to do it. The government shouldn't do it. Biden is on TV bragging that the deficit has been reduced by $1 trillion dollars and a further $250 billion over the next 10 years. Let me put that into perspective for you and what that really means. Deficit is down from over $3 trillion during COVID to nearly $2 trillion, which is the highest deficit spending in 10 years, and it will continue to be greater than $1 trillion for the next decade, which will increase the debt to over $40 trillion. Do the math on that. This is a horrible plan. It wouldn't work for you. It's not going to work for me. It's not going to work for any individual private company. And it damn sure won't work for the country. So when you vote, consider who is responsible for this spending and vote them out. Every last one of them, regardless of party. And then let your new member know why the others were voted out. So that's my message for now. Vote but make sure you cast an informed one. Anyways, that's it for this episode. Until next time, check out our sponsors, Jumpstart Coffee Company, Dragoon Unlimited, The Flag Shirt, all linked in the show notes. Like and share our podcast, tell a friend, and most importantly, stay free.